Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Eddie. And as always, we do got a jam-packed little schedule for you. We're going to have our anime headlines in the front, our car ones in the back. But uh, first, Manny, we had a long weekend, buddy. It was long and hot. It was long and hot? Yes. <laughs> All right, why is that? It's fucking heat. Do anything? Uh, I mean, Saturday just pretty much just chilled at home, honestly. Uh, since I was home alone because family's out in Texas, but they're back now. So, uh, Sunday we made an unex- I made an unaccepted trip to Little Tokyo actually. Oh, really? Again? Yeah. Nice. Uh, definitely enjoyed it. Spent about two hundred dollars there. Most of it just went towards snacks and drinks. Sweet, sweet. While some of it went towards actual food, <laughs> which I will say that ramen was well needed. Yeah, I do miss the food over there for sure. Like I didn't care if like the weather was hot and everything, just ramen just tastes so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still a lot of crowds out there. So I went at ten a.m. or I got there at ten a.m. when it was completely empty because most of the places were uh, not even open yet. Oh, okay, okay. Like. What surprised me, though, is like around, I would say, maybe 11. I guess Anime Jungle doesn't open till 12 noon. So by 11 a.m., there was already a long line of people waiting outside. That's what I kind of wanted to ask, yeah. <laughs> and you do remember what happens at that line now, right? Um, Anime Jungle? Not so really. now, now there's a queue line because they're only allowing a certain amount of people for the COVID regulations or... Uh, pandemic and everything so yeah the line is just ridiculous once it gets a peak hours oh i'm sure that that's why i asked like how it was like you know if it was packed and they still have those ridiculous lines just to get in yes yes yikes i was like at that point they should just have like a timer on each person okay you've been here too long get the fuck out (laughs) (laughs) make the line go move smoother honestly too yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of rough on them because they want to still be able to make the sales. True, true. And I'm sure that definitely hurts sales. Uh, but I'm not going to lie. I bet you a lot of them don't even buy stuff sometimes. Yeah, well, that's why the, that's why having to have such low people inside the store is hurting their sales because there's a lot of people just there wasting their time. Yeah. Or wasting their shopper capacity. Basically. Exactly. Because I remember when, uh, when before this whole situation, uh, I would actually go into Enemy Jungle and I would actually piss people off. Because I would fucking blow money on figures and merch. And people that just goes to like, like what's the term when you just go to look but you don't actually buy? Window shop. Window shop. Like they would just like fucking like give me dirty ass looks and everything. Okay. <laughs> it's like another version of Weebsy Mad when someone has money. I guess so. Uh, in, for one example, uh, you remember like how in the very back of Anime Jungle, they actually have the full display case with like the figures and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get, I go up there and like there's like at least ten weaves up there, just like looking at the case or anything. They're just admiring, but they're not actually buying or anything. I see at least ten figures that I had interest in. So I get a, I get the staff member, and I tell him like, okay, I was like I want to get some figures. Okay, so he follows me. We get to the case. Make my way through the little crowd of just window shoppers. And I just tell them, okay, I want that one, 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 that one. And me being blindsided by the whole situation as my friends, as my other <laughs> friends witnessed the whole entire situation. The whole crowd dis- dispersed and they formed a circle at me just like mad dog me. I don't know if they were pissed <laughs> that I had money and bought figures or if they were pissed that I bought their waifus. I'm going to say the waifus. Pro- you know, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get into another story having to do with that, but yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's happened a lot of times every time I go to Anime Jungle, but that was be pre-COVID situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well. And then pretty much that's it. And then just Monday for actual Labor Day, where we just... Picked up, I just picked up our buddy Tommy, and we went to our buddy Leo's house, Mr. Bitches, for a barbecue. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that was pretty much my weekend. 
Nice, nice. I did a whole lot of fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did test drive a truck. Okay. I did. I did not buy it. I'm, I'm going to go look at another one probably this week, and we'll see what happens there. Okay. And, uh, oh, so <laughs> I think I had mentioned it that uh, I had issues when I did that. Um, the shifter selector cable mm-hmm. for the Crown Vic and that it wasn't lining up perfect, you know, so my drive was in drive, but my indicator didn't show drive. <laughs> it was like in the middle in between. It was kind of like almost into like a uh, low gear too. Yeah. Yeah. The, the low gear too. So, um, I actually took some time and fixed that this weekend. So now, now it's marking correctly. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> but anyways, Manny, uh, let's roll into some headlines. All right. What do we got first, bud? So we now are finally seeing an announcement for One Piece that it's finally entering or going to be entering its final stage. I don't believe it. I mean, it's really a possibility. I mean, I've been keeping up a little bit, a little bit here and there with like the anime and manga and stuff. And I just can't, where they are currently, I just can't see them continue on for for a lot of, uh, to get a lot more content involved before they actually find one piece or when they end the series the, the series mean, just in general i mean that milk that cow has to be fully milked and dry by now mm-hmm. like jesus <laughs> uh, that i don't know either i mean it's still growing big in fandom and everything is it i mean don't don't let's not let us not forget in the tokyo olympics we had multiple olympic athletes doing poses for like a uh, memento for one piece. True, true, true. I guess that's kind of more my and, own anecdotal kind of evidence. We're going to have people like, like, what are they doing when they look up or when they see an article about it? I was like, Oh, what's one piece. And next, thing you know, they're going to look up one piece and maybe have an interest in it. Okay. I got to battle that one though. Nobody that looks up one piece, looks at that artwork and looks at how many episodes and says, yeah, I'm going to jump into this. That's what I said. Maybe say no <laughs> it's like you're giving the hard no when you're just being like just like like hard wall on it well just because that's my experience when i no, saw I, it yeah. like that's that's a tough thing to try to jump into mm-hmm. uh, they're over a thousand right uh if i am correct i think they're getting close to a thousand episodes okay because i remember it was 900 something last time i'll check right now okay but, like, how far did you, it, like, actually talking, like, about watching it, like, how far did you actually get into the anime? Uh, 30 episodes. 30 episodes. Okay. Do you remember what that was? I can't remember, honestly. It was, like, some 900 episodes ago. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, like, I tried to start from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And just, I couldn't do it. It, it didn't catch. It didn't captivize me enough to keep going, basically. Okay, okay. I can see what you're talking about. So I am looking it up right now. So let's say if you were in the 30s, you were in Nami's Ark from her hometown, her home island and everything. Okay. And yeah, uh, just how you just said right now, we're actually into the 900 episodes. Okay, so it hasn't cracked a thousand yet. Or let me check. I'm gonna scroll through all the way, but we are in. Uh, let's see, what season is this? I think it's season thirteen. Damn, season thirteen. It's been really a long time. <laughs> yep, we are at episode nine ninety. So, ten more weeks, and we'll be in the thousands. Yeah. So. Right now, One Piece and Echido Oda and their and his whole team and everybody in publications are celebrating their 100th volume coming out, or I think it already came out. And I think that was when they finally made the announcement, or Oda made the announcement that the anime, or no, not just the anime, but the whole series in general, because we have to consider that anime is always made through a source material. Yeah. So when we're, so source material now we're talking about manga, so just the series in general which is the manga is now finally entering its final stage. Oh, so the manga's ending. Yes. Okay, so we might still have... Fillers, movies, 
special episodes, collaborative episodes, all that stuff in the anime. Yeah, they're still going to juice this out for another couple of years. Oh, <laughs> hell, yes, yes, most definitely. And not only that, but, like, yeah, regardless if, like, this all happens, like, people don't like that it's being juiced or, like, dried up cash cow or that it's just too long of a series and everything to be watched and stuff, it still creates new opportunities, especially for musicians. And honestly, some of their opening songs, I really enjoy listening to them. So to me, it just like it, or how I see it now, um, just getting chosen to do a song for like an anime opening theme and everything, I think it's like now is like the big break for musicians in, in Japan. Okay, yeah, I think you, yeah, I think you talked about that before, mm-hmm. yeah. Kind of like here is like now it's just like if you get on American Idol, that's your big break if you finally win the ep- the season. Do they still have American Idol? I don't even know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just giving an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, not just One Piece, but like just all general animes. Like it's it's always good seeing how uh, we get these returning artists and musicians making great music that we love and uh, getting this new experience of new uh, musicians also. Okay, okay. And speaking of One Piece, there has been an announcement of a live action for series for One Piece. I'm surprised there's not one already. How so? I mean, for how long it's been out, mm-hmm. almost everything else has gotten a live action by this point. That is true. That is true. So they they did tease a logo and a script for the live action uh, live action series. Who knows what the details are for this for this live action series? Uh, you mentioned about like maybe just possibly just making three large movies and filling the whole series into three movies, but I doubt that could actually work. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I'm just thinking like in a form of how you see a lot of movies skip. You know, you'll see one movie that now, they'll take a whole season and they'll condense wh- it into an hour and a half. Another way we can see this work is if they actually made a live-action movie series, not just a series of just, like, straight, like, 30-minute episodes, but, like, movie episodes of each movie pertaining to each arc of the anime. How many arcs is that? Uh, I mean, we got the Westgate arc. There's a lot of arcs. I'm not going to lie. That's a TV show, (laughs) Manny. I know, I know. But it's still a movie series. Like, there are actual full-length movies made into of each arc basically and you would basically cut out the middleman and stupid uh, scenes that weren't that have no importance to be shown in in the live action that would just like eliminate that time frame of to be able to squeeze it all together and have good content for a movie okay i mean without knowing the whole series it's hard to say where it could be condensed but exactly yeah I don't see any live action doing more than three parts and being successful. Yeah, that's true. That's why. That's why I say it. It unless, would have to be unless somehow it, unless maximal. it involves family. Shut the. Fuck <laughs> up. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> but yes, three movies max. Other out of that, you're gonna lose interest. Okay. Okay. So hopefully they can condense it, and then I maybe I can see what the hype is about. I so mean, all you have to do is just watch the series. I am not watching <laughs> the goddamn series. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right, Manny, let's go to the next one. Okay, so, um, so I mean, this isn't really much of a big deal because we already have products like this in terms of Dakimakuras. Dakimakuros is like those body size, uh, those life size body oh, pillows. Okay, 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 got it, got it. So got it. for anybody that's listening, Dakimakuros are basically um, like five feet to six feet length body pillows, where you will have a pillowcase to cover that pillow, and it would have a anime character printed on it, where you can sleep with it. Or in some cases, some people would just cut a hole in it and fuck it. Yeah, thanks for that, Manny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's 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 the, the weep communities can, can be really weird, honestly. Yes. All right. Yeah, that's super fucking weird. So you have a point to this, right? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> there is a, a 
it's 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 really weird. But I guess they're having an online lottery uh, on a website where you can get the chance to sleep next to a life-size version of Chizuru from Rent a Girlfriend. Rent a Girlfriend. That very hardcore uh, simp and cuckold anime. You know, I've I remember. Where Maybe the, it was on one of our lists of Where the dude just animes. blows all of his savings just to rent girlfriends in Japan. Where, in reality, that actually happens in Japan. Where you actually rent them out just for dates and that's it. Oh, okay, okay. So, I remember hearing about the anime, but I haven't watched it. I didn't know that mm-hmm. was what it was about. Yeah. I thought it was, I don't know, I guess in my mind I was thinking it was the name was a little bit misleading to show maybe some kind of like fake relationship but develops into more romantic but no it really does oh okay i thought this was just <laughs> yeah. lit- no it really does the dude rents out four girls um in separate occasions and separate time frames in the anime and i guess they act he act one of the girls actually falls in love with him the other but in he chooses that girl another girl he rents falls in love with him but he doesn't choose her and there's another character that apparently everybody in the community that loves the show hates. I haven't seen the show, so I would understand what they're talking about because I, I don't get the hype in the anime either. I did not know renting girlfriends in Japan was a thing. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but basically, it really is actually a business model where they just rent them out just to go on dates so they don't feel lonely. Okay. All right. I mean... If it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just pre- it's pretty much just still prostitution without the sex. I guess. I mean, I feel like prostitution is the word specifically for sex, though. True. Okay, that is true. It's an escort. That, yeah. It's classy here, Manny. It's classy. <laughs> it's classy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so they so basically built a life-size acry- figure of some sort. A life-size acrylic stand. <laughs> okay so so that you can sleep and then you have this acrylic stand right next to you where Chizuru is just laying in bed on her side staring at you while you sleep oh so it's not in the bed it's like on its stand that looks like it's on a bed yeah so here's a picture so you can get an idea of what I'm talking about oh god what the <laughs> fuck is that <laughs> I told you it's an acrylic stand but it's it's just a flat piece of Pixiglass. That's what it is, an acrylic stand. Why is he on a table? I don't know. Is that is it so he can sleep with it? <laughs> I mean, just to make it stand there, yeah. Okay, so sorry, sorry. So this is some kind of raffle you said or Yeah, an online lottery. Online lottery. Yeah, just to get the chance. I don't know if they actually keep it. <laughs> so they're gonna rent it out to these to these guys and, and get it back all sticky? Yeah, uh, I guess I. G- oh wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay, never mind. So yeah, the oversized acrylic board is actually the grand prize for the campaign, which also uh, also includes um, like exclusive rent a girlfriend merchandise. So meanwhile, I guess they can also purchase like actual official merchandise in the meantime while they wait for the lottery system to give the end result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this um, for anybody that's interested on the size of the acrylic stand in terms of length. I really hope we don't have in, uh, listeners interested. Yeah, but the size, <laughs> I mean, still like it's 140 centimeters. I don't know, like I don't know what. It, it, I mean, you can do the conversions on that shit. Speak American, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> this man. But yeah, so it looks like the shipping for the prizes. For the winners will be... It's a little under five feet. Oh, okay. So I guess... Yeah, I guess you could say life-size, I guess? I mean, ish. When the when you first described it, I literally thought it was some kind of doll. Oh, okay. But it looks more like in a... You know, like a... Like you said, an acrylic piece of flat board. Mm-hmm. So it looks more like an oversized poster more than anything else. Yeah, just inside of acrylic... Yeah. Boards. Well, yeah, we see uh, when you go to the anime conventions in the artist alley, a lot of people make keychains like that. Mm-hmm. They'll kind of print out or draw out something, and they'll put the pixie glass on each side, right? Yeah. Same kind of concept. Pretty much. And I guess it's like like the same concept on like how to get entries into this lottery system is just 
buying merchandise and like however much money you spend is how many entries you get into the give into the lottery system. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, it looks a lot more innocent than how it was presented. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it's, it's it's still weird. It's still weird. No, no, it's still weird. Absolutely, but yeah, when you first told me about it, I was kind of like, they're giving them a fuck doll. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> Shit. I yeah, it, you presented it very very bad. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay, okay, but okay. I'm I'm glad to see it's it's more of a poster, mm. a very large large poster. But yeah, still weird. <laughs> yeah. All right, Manny. What else we got? And then uh, you actually talked about this, but like animes that can re- redeem themselves. So we redemption. Yes, Weeb Redemption. So this is one where I told you about it because this weekend, like I said, I didn't really do jack shit. Mm -hmm. But I did sit around watching some anime that I had kind of on my list to watch for a while. And that's kind of where I I thought of this topic because this is one that initially I really liked. And then I felt like they disappointed me. So okay. I never really bothered to watch the last of it, and that's Sword Art Online. Okay, so give me some uh, give me some details of like what you mean, like you enjoyed it, lost it, and then it redeemed itself. Okay, so uh, when it first came out, we had the Sword Art Online, the first arc, right? Yes, amazing. I, you know, I, I loved it. It was kind of like the first introduction to the isekai uh, genre, right? It really wasn't the first introduction, but it kind of what got it famous. Okay. Well, it was my first introduction then. No, I'm just saying in general. In, okay, okay. Just in general in the anime world side. Yeah. Um, But I would say Sword Online definitely played a major part in making... Putting isek- it on the map. Putting, on the, putting, uh, putting isekais on the map, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, the second arc was the Elfheim, right? Second arc was Elfheim, yeah. And that was okay. I still, you know, I enjoyed the first the first arc a lot a lot better, you know. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed the second one too. So when they came out with the next uh, whole season, which was the Gun Gale, right? Gun Gale, yes. It lost me. Like I did like the new characters they introduced, mm-hmm. but the whole story was. Just kind of a flat line for me. It was kind of stupid, honestly. It, With it was the, the whole, super flat line. The whole death gun, situ- death gun situation and having um, Death Gun's uh, character in the real world have his brother go kill the persons that are of interest in the game and stuff. Well, so they'll kill him in real life and he'll make moves to kill them in the game, but they, you know, they actually wind up dead. So they think that getting killed in the game also gets you killed in real life. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the same situation as this first season of Sword Online. Yeah, except they're adhering to stupid rules that they really didn't have to. Yeah, it 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 was just to me it was just really stupid that it was just like, um, a copycat in in a way. Yeah, yeah. No, I I can see that. So after the Gun Gale, I was kind of like, ah, oh, they fucking killed it. Like, I'm over it. I was done. You mm-hmm. know. After that, I kind of like uh. For me, the reputation for the for the anime series itself just kind of like fell off, mm-hmm. and I never even bothered bothered to watch um, Alicization. Okay, uh, we did talk about that quite a few times in, in when it was coming up. When it was coming up, yes. Yeah, and I dismissed it because I was kind of like I fucking I did not like Gun Gale. I even though I talked about like how it was gonna get fucking good and dark. Yeah, but it didn't catch me. Okay. It didn't catch me. I was just like, nah, whatever. They they fucked it up already. <laughs> <laughs> so I did have it on my list to eventually get around to watch it, and I binged it uh, this weekend. Okay. Okay. And it absolutely redeemed itself. So I I think it actually put it back up as a super fucking good anime for me. Like the whole concept of how they uh, presented like the new world. And how they incorporated it with the game and also with, like, their own sci-fi science, I guess you would call that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. Sci-fi science. I liked it. It was great. I think that was seriously redeemed <laughs> mm-hmm. Sword Art Online for me. Okay. So I was pretty 
pretty pumped about that one. That's why I figured this will be a nice little topic to bring up. So, yeah. Manny, what's an anime for you that kind of started off, you know, whether it was started off good or maybe just something that just started off really bad? And, you know, we always talk about how second seasons kill an anime. Which one's redeemed it for you? Okay, so the uh, it doesn't actually have to pertain to an, just this one particular series but like or uh, how can i say it um how can i say this so the certain scientific series certain scientific series so we got a certain uh, a certain scientific or a, a certain scientific railgun or a certain index oh okay i th- think I know which one you're talking about. I don't know if I've watched it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Railgun or Index, just in general, both to me when I first was introduced to those animes and when I started watching them is when it first started off, it was good. It caught me and everything. But once it got to the middle, it just got super boring and everything. It just like, like do I just continue this shit? Or like, like, like it just got really boring to me with, with how it was progressing in the very middle of the series, in both uh, Railgun and Index. Yeah. They were kind of like doing the same shit. But it wasn't until getting closer to the end of the series, or the season in general, because they had they had a few seasons as well. But it's like when it started to get that hype up again, and it just felt like, thinking about it now, it actually redeemed itself, like how Toma or... Um, uh, Misaka was just like redeeming themselves with like just like progressing in the story to like get to their end goal or or situation and everything. So that would be like my kind of idea of a redemption right there. Okay. Uh, one anime I can. Uh, what's an anime that I can think of that started off really bad, but just like ultimately redeemed themselves. I don't know. Like, do you have an idea of what like another anime you can think of? No, but I can think of one that does the opposite. Darling in the Franks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's always amazing when we're just like on point with each other. That's it right here. You see this? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, it's like, it's like Wavos and Charles. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, as soon as you started talking about that, that's the first one that came to my mind was Darling in the Franks. How it started off so good, and then the guy with the mace, messy hair showed up from that meme and just went, aliens. Like, ah, oh, you can fucking killed it. <laughs> and, and, and not just Darling in the Franks, but like almost anything that is like a series. It doesn't even have to be anime. It can be pop culture films or action films, live action films, cartoons, series or anything. You could have a whole series or whole movie that will go so good, but at the very end, it introduces aliens, like complete horseshit to me. If they introduced <laughs> aliens from the beginning and made it actually a, a, like a lingering subject throughout the movie, then I would actually enjoy the movie. Yeah. In, in, in one case, it would be Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. I can definitely see that one. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the shit out of that movie until they finally confirmed, oh, aliens. I was like, movie went to shit. <laughs> I don't care how good the first few couple, couple half hours or first hour or first half or three quarters and a half of the movie was so good and everything, like how everything was just progressing. And then right when they showed aliens, no, movie, horse shit, down the drain. You know what? It, and that's how me, I feel about like just anything in general when it comes to a series, a movie, a short film, or just anything in general. Yeah, for me, it's always felt like a writing cop out. Mm, like, 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 explain. So, you know, even when we do our anime reviews, I'm a stickler for the story writing. Yes. So, for me, a lot of times when you see those come up, it almost just seems like a writing cop out. Like, okay, I've developed this story, I've developed this mystery, I've developed these phenomenons. And that mystery gave the whole story good character. It kept you wondering and guessing and figuring out what kind of creative way they're going to twist this together to make it happen, right? Okay. And some movies or shows are really, really good at that. They'll create this intricate story to make this awesome resolution and be like, wow, I can't believe this is what's been happening the whole time. And 
with a lot of these aliens just seems like it's kind of like, well, we can't figure out any creative way to do this. So let's just toss in outer space at the end of the movie. Or yeah, at, the at, at the end that ties it all together. And there you go. Done. It, it's it, so it, it's uh, almost like it would have been better to leave it a mystery. Yeah. So like a good example, I could say of something that introduced aliens since the beginning and like just made it a great series or movie would be like the men in black movies. Well, I mean, that was literally about as an, like... You know, but as an example, yeah. Yeah. It yeah, actually yeah. made it the subject since the beginning, not the end as a surprise. Yeah, I I guess. It, it's it's difficult, but mm-hmm. it just... uh, it, it, Some of them work when they when they do it right. Yes. But, I'm, just, I'm just saying an example. Like yeah. In comparison to sh- it just showcasing at the very end or making it the actual subject throughout the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they, they could have easily introduced the alien aspect in Darling and the Franks early mm-hmm. and focused their main plot line more along the lines of, like, the conflict the conflict resolution they have of their relationship and obligations they have with that army, right? Yes. Or uh, I guess it wasn't an army or whatever, the child space program thing they were doing. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they could have had they could have revolved more of the conflict resolution w- around that mm-hmm. and had the alien thing there the whole time rather yes. than, like, kind of fuck up the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, because, honestly, it was, it was getting very good. It really was. It really was. All right, so stop trashing everybody's favorite waifu, man, Manny, and let's move on to the next one. <laughs> All I can say, uh, and I know I'm going to hurt some feelings because I'm going to, I know I'm, I'm going to get some DMs after they hear this episode. I've already gotten quite a few the other week. What do we do the other week? I'll tell you after the episode. Okay. <laughs> but you don't, don't want to make it a Weebs Be Mad segment? I'm down. <laughs> Just but it's like, it's like I, I don't give a shit, so I don't really care if I'm going to offend anybody right now, so just heads up, but. Zero two is just overrated and trash. It's out there. It's out there. It's out there. All right, Manny, what do we got next? All right. So EV crate motors. Yes. So I uh, think we talked about it a little while ago that GM was coming out with one. Yes. I think it was were. probably a couple months ago now. Uh, so Ford did a teaser that they're going to be showcasing at SEMA this year. The Ford electric crate motor. Oh, shit. SEMA's coming up. Yes. Do we have a date? I haven't looked at it. <laughs> I'll look it up right now. Continue talking, right. please. Uh, but they're going to call this thing the Illuminator. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's clever, That's right? Clever. That's, That's clever. That's clever. Super clever. I was like, all right, you got it. Good job. And, you know, for those that don't know, obviously, Illuminate, like, obviously, light electricity but it's also kind of a play on their current um, crate motor, V8, which is the Illuminator, which is the GT350 motor crate. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's clever. I like that. <laughs> that was great. So uh, they didn't really drop too many details, but the fact that it's going to be on there and they advertise or they're talking about it for resto mods. So this is going to be available through the Ford Performance website. As a resto mod piece, meaning more than For likely classic cars. I'm guessing, correct? Classic cars, motor swaps. Because that's interesting. Because I've have learned of a few companies that actually retrofit for resto mods on classic cars, giving them EV motors. Well, there is EV West. Yes. EV West has been doing this for a while, mm-hmm. and they've been doing it with a lot of Tesla parts. Yes, and they've had some great success doing like 500 horsepower motors. Pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously the more options we have, the more competition there is, the better the price for this stuff is going to be. Nice. So the fact that it's going to be a resto mod EV swap means more than likely they're going to bolt up to some form of generic transmission. It has to. I would love to find out a little bit more information, but they don't have any right now. But they just pretty much, uh, they did it in a tweet, and they kind of talked about that, you know, to catch it at the SEMA show, that they're going to have more information for that. Um, and it looks like at least the base numbers that we're kind of getting, or the rumors that they're getting, is that it's going to be about a 300 horsepower. I think it was like 280 to 300 starting. Um, but, 
of course, we don't know until we actually get some more specs going on it. Okay. But it's kind of nice to see that there's going to be, you know, eventually it's going to get to a point where ice engines are going to be super pain in the ass to try to have. <laughs> mm. So it's kind of nice to see that there's going to be some options for an EV swap. Okay. And I would be down to EV swap my Fox. Instant torque. Instant torque and instant startup. <laughs> I mean that too, but yeah. With no lag. Hey, hey, or, it's a 30 year old car. Or cool down oh, shit, times. It's actually more than 30. Or cool down times. Yeah, yeah. And it won't be as annoying, annoyingly loud. Oh, but it's so nice when you hear a loud car going down. I might be that getting is not old, a go- That is not obnoxious. Yeah, but I might be getting old. That shit's fucking loud. <laughs> but anyways, super excited to see more of these swaps. Hopefully a couple more companies start doing these. The more we, the more options we have, the cheaper and more practical this, this is going to actually be for a swap. Okay. Uh, but with that, let's roll into our next one, Manny. We got Hyundai FK. Yes. So I mentioned this last week, the week before. One of the two that basically Hyundai was going to be doing a hydrogen car. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're actually pairing up with another company to create this car. You know, they were talking about the hydrogen wave and all this that they're they're saying basically that that should be the the fuel for the future, right? Okay. So they're partnering up with Remac. So they're going to co-develop this car and they're hoping to get about like a 373 mile range out of it. With Remac? Yes. Oh, that's that's It's going to be hydrogen electric. That's cool because uh, Rimac did actually create a very, very nice uh, all-electric car. I think it was featured on Grand Tour, if I remember. Yeah. But Richard Hammond crashed it. <laughs> and it would not stop combusting into flames for, like, God knows how many fucking weeks con- uh, consistently consecutively had a full charge because it one fuel cell will just basically like a rupture and then next you know the flame would go down or the fire will go down and then but then all the fuel cells surrounding it would were affected the by the battery ru- cells yeah the battery cells okay. would just like continuously just combusting combusting just causing a chain reaction just over time jeez so like for i forgot how many days or like a good amount of time, it just kept catching on fire constantly. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be super safe, man. <laughs> but anyways. Well, it, it will be super safe if, if it's not Richard driving it. I guess so. So they are developing it, developing it with, <laughs> uh, with Remac. Okay. It's going to be hydrogen electric. It's going to have a hydrogen motor to run the front wheels and an electric motor to run the rear wheels. Oh, that, that's cool. Okay. Interesting, right? It is. I thought it was kind of like a, a trippy concept. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Remac's going to be taking care of the electric side and more than likely, Hyundai is going to do their hydrogen stuff in the front. Um, So they're, at least from uh, numbers that they're hoping, projecting numbers they're hoping to obtain with this prototype, is 671 horsepower. That's not that bad. That's fucking great. That is. So I was I would I would have been happy if they would have produced like a 3 400 horsepower thing just to kind of have a sports hydrogen car, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, they're shooting for almost 700 horsepower and still getting 373 mile range. That's great. And my daily dose of Shame, it would be better range than the Wrangler. <laughs> I, that one was was a hybrid, wasn't it? Yes. Just if a I, very correct, bad was, hi- yeah. hybrid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just a very bad hybrid. And yeah, they're they're shooting for a projection of a zero to sixty two in less than four seconds. That's not that bad either. I mean, compared to some of like the Tesla numbers, obviously they're they're making some crazy 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 zero to 60s but mm. either way that's still super respectable and at that horsepower range i'm sure it's going to pull really great once it's moving yes so this is really really fucking cool i don't know what's been going on with uh with uh hyundai over the last year 
but they've definitely stepped it up. Can they step up the recalls though? I mean, everybody has recalls. I think I will. I will give them a pass if they keep producing performance cars. <laughs> <laughs> they're a, they're making me a KDM fan at this point. Okay, okay. You know, they, we we just got to turn you into Koreaboo now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we'll see about that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, let's move on to our next headline, Manny. All righty. So, as we all know, we are in the middle of a chip shortage still. Yes, um, I, as well as I'm sure many others, have been watching this like crazy because... We're shopping for cars, and the prices are still pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and PS5s are still out of, uh, sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still I'm still trying my hardest. I ain't trying to pay that scalper price bullshit, so I don't mind waiting. Yeah, yeah, and I've been trying to, but uh, it looks like we saw the first dip in prices. That is true. But <clears throat> it seems that uh, with the Delta variant even spreading more in... China and everything right now, it seems that the chip shortage is still going to impact us for a while. Yeah, if I remember on an article we recently saw, it's going to be for another year, correct? Well, it says it's going to be at least, it's going to extend for sure into next year, and we might not get normal-ish prices until like 2023. Mm. So it looks like it might extend all the way through next year. Okay. And, you know, at that point, too, you go, You always got to remember, you know, once you kind of give something, it's hard to take it away. So right now that that we're giving these high-end overmarked prices, mm-hmm. it, it makes me reluctant to see that if they're truly going to go back to normal, normal prices. I mean, we had that. I, I kind of doubt it. Because they're gonna they, once it cools down and everything, they're gonna actually want to stay at those high prices because they're yeah, just, they're, they're making money. They're gonna try to keep those high prices as much as possible. It's, it's just sure. like when we had that uh, that drought supposedly here in California. After they finally announced that the drought was over, they still kept the high water prices. They never lowered it back down, even though they said that they were possibly gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean even uh, our toll roads. Mm-hmm. Toll roads were supposed to stay up only until they helped pay for the road and repairs, and then. They became a permanent structure. Yes. So it, it's kind of things like that, that maybe even by that time, they're still not going to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. So it sucks because it seems that uh, we're going to be playing these high prices for a lot longer. And since I'm on the hunt for a truck, I just I should just buy my fucking truck now. <laughs> I'm going to buy an older used one for sure, just because I'm trying to avoid that extra markup as much as possible. Yeah, that's true. That yeah, true. I mean, the way I'm looking at it is uh, I sold the Type R to take advantage of this and make the extra money. Which no, you definitely did. Which I definitely did, yeah. <laughs> In a great way. In a great way, yes. But I knew that selling it and trying to buy my truck, I'm going to put myself at the mercy of their markups too, right? Mm-hmm. Especially for pickup trucks. Pickup trucks are like extra fucking high right now. But it's the utility, that's why. Honestly. Yeah, but the older I buy, the less it's affected by those markups. So I guess... Depending... Well, if, no, I'll still pay a markup for sure. Yeah. I'll still be paying a markup, but the ratio of the amount of markup I'm, sp- I'm paying versus what I actually made off the Type R, there's a bigger difference from that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A way huge difference on that. So I'm going to shoot for older-ish... That's hopefully, you know, not too old, obviously. I still want it to be fucking reliable. <laughs> but it looks like I should just make the, the move right now. I was trying to see how long I can hold out and watch the dealers so I can buy something newer. But, no, it just looks like I'm just going to have to buy something older, make sure I don't, you know, put money in the pockets of these of these uh, OEM dealers and... <laughs> Don't give them any sales numbers for the used market right now, you know? And just get it for right now, and then hopefully just last until 2023 and reevaluate and see if uh, the prices do come down to something normal so I can buy a newer truck. So, yikes. <laughs> um, 
which kind of rolls me into my next thing because all the prices and stuff and you know it's been super hot i haven't really driven the fox body at all like it's you know obviously that that shit box does not have ac <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's my el camino right there yeah yeah so i've just been having it parked in the garage it's just been chilling yeah, the El Camino's been chilling, too, honestly. Every now and then, I'll still turn it on just to keep the fluids going. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't found, like, the moment to, like, take it out and enjoy it, like, maybe, like, cars and coffee or something. Uh, the past few weeks, I've just been really busy for myself. that I just haven't had the time. Which yeah. I'm pretty sure you're kind of in the same boat as well. Pretty maybe, much. I guess. Yeah. Since you said that it's also been a while for you to drive the uh, Fox body. It's just hot, and I don't want to get inside the fucking thing when it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I have no carpet in that motherfucker. So all the heat from the transmission and stuff just gets in there, and you're hotboxing. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I was looking at it, and, you know, you got to keep yourself in love with the cars a little bit. You know what I mean? So I was looking at it, and I was like, man, like, these fucking prices on the trucks are super fucking high. If I sell the Fox body, I can add a significant amount of money to my budget for the truck. Mm -hmm. A very significant amount. Because the Fox bodies are fucking overpriced right now like crazy. Mm -hmm. But I drove it and immediately slapped myself and said no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm learning that, you know... I got to try to take that car out even if it's hot. Maybe in the evening time. Just do like a evening cruise, you know? Like, it, this is like the second or third time it's happened. <laughs> Where it's just been hot, so I don't drive the car. And I'm over here going like, maybe I should just sell it. I can do this. I can do so much with that extra income, you know? And then I drive it. I'm just like, no, I can't fucking sell this damn car. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. It it I feel like it's just something I need to start putting into a regular rotation now. Mm. Okay. Cuz I was only doing like a once a week startup and that's basically it. And I don't really do any car meets or no more. Or I definitely don't do any car shows no more. <laughs> and I think the last cars and coffee I went to was with you. Oh, yeah, at, um, at JM's Pizza Center for Riverside Cars and Coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, I was still fucking hot. I was like, man, fuck this. <laughs> I, I, I'll I still enjoy Cars and Coffee. Uh, just recently, we did have the Pomona Cars, uh, Classic Car Swap Meet and Car Show. Um, I was not able to go because it was during the time we had family over and we were having family events at our house. So I had no opportunity to go, which I'm kind of sad because our boy Chip was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been good to see him again and yep. and a few other people that I've met along the way at those places. Yeah, listeners will remember Chip as the uh, evil Pinto, mm -hmm. our little uh, Netflix drag racer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome dude, honestly. Oh, yeah, dude, definitely. I'm I'm super excited to see his, uh, his build. He went full automatic now. Ooh. Yeah, so no more burnt clutches. <laughs> <laughs> Are we supposed to talk about that? That's fine. <laughs> I mentioned no company name. Okay. I just said there was a burnt clutch. That's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> but I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it seems like I got to figure out some kind of rotation to take that car out. I'm no, I know once it starts cooling off, it'll be a lot easier. But maybe I need to come up with a summer routine. Because right now... I can already see the pattern, you know? It's already happened twice where I saw the pattern of me letting it sit and going, I'm going to sell it. And then driving it and just like, never mind. <laughs> so you got to schedule appointments now for this shit. I kind of do. I kind of do. <laughs> it's like you can tell your wife, say, hey, who's on my schedule for today? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, you know, not that I regret building it the way I did, but if I would have kept, like, interior and AC, it would have been something I can still drive to work mm. comfortably. Okay. I cannot anymore. <laughs> That's kind of why I, I had the initial thoughts of just track carring it. But I don't know how, if that's going to happen. Okay. I mean, once I get the truck, 
I'll feel comfortable to try it out here and there for sure. Definitely. Ooh, that got me thinking some more things now, but <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that that's definitely in my rotation now. How do you kind of handle your rotation with the cars? I know you said you just kind of cycle the El Camino here and there. I, I mean, for the, in in the case for the El Camino, I do cycle it. And then I'll probably just get like that itch where like, okay, Sunday morning, I'll just take it out for a drive. Go, put, go to a gas station real quick, fill up the tank, cruise around for like about an hour or two, and then just drive back home. Now you, that will usually be like a Sunday morning. Okay, uh, if there's no class, if there's no cars and coffee for that day for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mustang right now. I'm not. I'm not driving it right now because I need to worry about the brakes and the rotors. The brakes and the rotors were they bad or? They are constantly screaming now. They're screaming, even when they're not war- uh, war- even when they're hot. Like screech. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I, and I can pretty, and I th- can almost guarantee I hear them when I'm not braking. So I'm f- kind of thinking metal on metal now. Really? Like you destroyed the pads on them? I guess so. Those pads are brand new. I, that, that, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I'm. Tr- uh, these past few weeks have been very stressful and just like a lot of just overwork for me right now. So I haven't had the chance to, but probably sometime this week. Now that I have a chance, I'm gonna go take a look at it. Okay, or bring it over here. I'll help you. Th- I'll help you check it out. We'll take it apart. Okay, figure it out. And uh, but, of course, the Mustang is just like I want to have fun. Like I want to drive it, just cruise, just enjoy it and everything, and drive with it. Just something for pleasure, honestly. Yeah. So those will be the moments. And then, of course, daily, just like need to go run errands or just go pick up something or just go drive somewhere real quick. It'll just be the Toyota Tacoma. Okay. And you still also have the other Toyota though. The pickup, yeah. What about that one? That one's for sale. So I haven't I haven't really <laughs> I I've been, dude, I I've been super lazy about posting on OfferUp. It's just been been word of mouth honestly at this point. Okay. Well, you heard it from Manny's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him up. Toyota pickup for sale. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been super lazy on posting it and everything. Oh, okay. Okay. It's like I, I'm not really in a rush to sell it, but like I'm still going to I still want to sell it. Got so it. I guess that's the reason why I've been lazy about it. I guess so. I, I think you need to stick something to it. Like, you know, that's that's to pay for your wiring harness install on the El Camino. Because how long has that been now? <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, it's just waiting on people's time, honestly. I know, yeah. I mean, it could be that or it could be uh, a couple track days. That is true. That yeah, is true. That's gas and entry fees. And tires. <laughs> well, you already got new tires. You're good. True, true. But yeah, that that's a, that's a couple track days and your wiring harness. EFI swap. There you go. <laughs> Start thinking of it as tangible things you need right now. Brand new all over, brand new overhaul and suspension. Got it. Okay. <laughs> honestly, I was getting the itch to use my credit card for brand new overhaul and suspension for the El Camino. Ah, that's kind of where I don't have that same reserve. I'm always in the point of like, if I have the credit card, I'm just going to use it. (laughs) (laughs) It's all credit building anyways. True. I I don't know about you. But then it's a very long fix to pay it off. uh, Depending. Yeah, I was going to say just depending how how your budgeting kind of stuff works. Yes. So like for me, I kind of separate household savings from... Tony's fun time savings. (laughs) And the way I'm able to do that is because um, I work or not work for, but I guess uh, I'm in a union Mm -hmm. and my union has this forced savings account, basically. Mm -hmm. So I don't like it because it's they say it's uh, it's for us to save for vacation and stuff. And to me, it's kind of like we're not children. We can save money ourselves. Obviously, they're just taking our money, uh, running it through the credit union to invest it as an investment, right? They use our money for investments, and then they give us that deposit two months later in a savings account. Yep. So they're making money off of our money and then giving it to us in a savings account, saying they're doing us a favor to help us save. 
Just like the banks. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry, tangent, but <laughs> you know, lots of goods and bads about the union. Yeah. Um. Personally, I still think the goods outweigh the bads, but yeah, I do have that account. And what I do is, uh, I just use that for my fun money. My regular month or my regular weekly checks that come in is, you know, bills and adulting and credit cards and blah, 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 blah. And I just use that income for fun money. Okay. I mean, personally, I mean, like, I've already paid off my credit cards. So I have now some freedom to, like, do more stuff if I want to, like, get, like, car parts or, like, do some stuff for the cars and stuff. But at the moment, I just want to focus on saving money right now. Never a bad thing. So right now, almost all my paychecks has been 80% going straight to my savings. There you go. So when it's not a week where I have to worry about bills. Yeah. So right now, I just want to focus on saving money. Good. No, that's because never, I, never I do thing. have some future goals that I have in mind. But for those goals to be achieved, I need to have some cushion. Definitely. It's really, really hard to build a race car if you don't have the cushion. Because that's the goals, right? It, it, <laughs> it, it, no, it, there is possibility. Really? Possibility. Possibility. Can I ask what platform these possibilities are on? I don't know at the moment. Like, honestly. Okay. That's why I say there's right, a possibility right. right now. Got it. Oh, interesting. Because I, I, I'm not going to lie. I do enjoy the Mustang. But as you also said it yourself, it's also an expensive car to track. Oh, yeah. They're super. I mean, it's 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 fun and kinda awesome like how you as said a casual. Kind of like how you said with a Type R. Yeah. So, granted, I do want to start off. I still want to try more track events. But I want to try something, uh, start off, like, more smaller courses just to, like, build myself before I go into bigger. Like, uh, we've already said last week on the, uh, on the podcast. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, like, maybe get something more of a budget. Maybe work some, get some experience there, too, and not just, like, um, risk the Mustang for any situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. I mean, the Mustang is good to learn how to handle power. Definitely. That is true. Um, the nice thing about going with something budget and low power is that it's kind of like it's kind of like the saying goes, right? It's it's more fun to drive a slow car fast than a fast car slow, mm-hmm. right? So you know, to keep the Mustang under control, you can't really hammer on it all the goddamn time. You have yeah. to drive the fast car slow. Versus if you're in some kind of fucking econo box slow as hell you're flooring it the entire fucking time you're driving it <laughs> and you're having more fun even if you're not going as fast yeah. right so it's it, it's the trade-off right it's, it's just like good to have experience in both though. it's just like a video i just saw recently um the founder for fields suspension drove a uh, drove this dude's honda fit with fields coils overs and suspension or anything yeah a honda fit and his initial reaction when he got onto the track on his first hot lap and everything was like, it was like, this is suck. This is this car's shut. Like he was like talking shit on the car, like it's it's fucking turd because of how slow it is. But then after two hot laps, like actual hot laps, like to see what his time could be, and when he came out of the uh, came out of the track to go rest, yeah, like he wanted to stay more. He wanted to do more laps because he was just having fun. Yeah, that's what I mean. When you could push the little thing so much faster everywhere and kind of keep it pinned more mm-hmm. rather than having to modulate and throttle yourself back because if you give it too much gas, you are going to go too fast and fly off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it's there is a balance. I think driving both is definitely fun. Like, obviously, I tracked the, uh, the red S550. Mm-hmm. And comparing that to some of the slower cars that I've driven, depending on what track you are, you're in it the slower cars are funner (laughs) but yeah i I think we're gonna have to uh, maybe touch on this here and there and and see where you end up lying on this yeah this this sounds intriguing to me i'm excited (laughs) but at the moment i like i said it's a possibility because i don't know because my main focus for a while right now is just to save money got it well let's get rid of that truck and fast forward this (laughs) (laughs) all righty All right, let's sell the El Camino, too, while we're at it. Hell no. (laughs) 
All right, Manny. Well, with that gasp shocker, let's call this an episode. <laughs> All righty. So you can find us at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website at UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, if you want to send us an unaccepted rev, have a question, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. See everybody next Wednesday. Bye-bye.